This is a trigger warning that the following podcast talks about eating disorders. If this affects you, please see the show notes for resources. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, hi, hello, and welcome back to another episode. Have you checked out my Eating with Ali chef TikTok account yet? I am loving it. It is so much fun. And like literally all I do is film the food that I'm eating anyways. So, wow, love that for me. And you know what? Love that for you too because you get to then try the recipes and the foods that I certainly love to eat. Please send me photos if you end up making it and uh, I don't know how you do it, but like a duet react to your own versions of the food because I would love to see. If you haven't checked out the TikTok yet, it is at eating with Ali because we're eating with Ali and we're also creating the food and then we can eat together, okay? So for today's episode, we're talking all about emotional eating. So we're going to go over what emotional eating is, what causes emotional eating. We're going to talk about physical hunger versus emotional hunger and how to stop emotional eating, of course. So get excited. Before we quickly go into that, I will say what I'm proud of for myself this week. And of course, I hope you are asking yourself what you are proud of yourself for this week. So I'm very proud of myself for launching that TikTok account with all of my chef adventures in the kitchen. It's very fun to make and it makes me feel happy. Another thing that I'm proud of myself for this week is... Getting back into the routine of having cold showers when I wake up. Honestly, I've been avoiding it a little bit these past few weeks because it has been absolutely freezing, like unbelievably freezing. And I literally could not stomach the thought of being even colder than I was before. So I'd just be in this really, really warm, warm, hot shower, enjoying myself. And when it came to the end of the shower, because what I do, I shower normally with hot water and then at the end when I'm like rinsing off my hair or just at the end of my shower every time, I will switch the water to cold and then just absolutely have the shock of my life. Like my body is just like, and yeah, I have been avoiding that recently. And even though it is still freezing, I, I feel like I can tell a difference in my mood or more like my awakeness state if that's a thing so I just feel like when I do have that morning cold shower I feel more awake and alive and ready for the day than I do when I don't have the morning cold shower 
So I have been absolutely freezing. Yes, but I just warm myself up straight away and I know that I'm actually benefiting myself when I do have these cold showers in the morning. So I'm proud of myself for getting back into that cold shower routine because I stopped it for a few weeks due to the freezing cold. But that is not a good enough excuse, especially because I can then reflect and realize just how much of a better mood I'm in when I do have the cold showers. So at least that's a learning lesson for me and a friendly reminder that these cold showers are actually beneficial for me and I'm not just trying to freeze myself every morning. So besides all that, I really have nothing else to report from this week. So let's get straight into today's episode. Emotional eating and how to stop it. So what is emotional eating? Something that I took a very, 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 very big part of for a very, very, very long time. How about you? Oh, I should probably say what it is. Emotional eating is when people use food as a way to deal with feelings rather than to satisfy their hunger. So many people turn to food when they're stressed, feeling lonely, feeling sad or anxious to be a distraction from something or because they are bored. Hands up if you've done it for all of these reasons at some point or another. I've got both of my hands up and my feet. Emotional eating can also be done in order to seek comfort out of something. So a really good example is how people learn the emotional eating patterns. So there's one side, if you look at it from a child's perspective, your parents give you a treat after you finish all of your homework. But on the other hand, you can have a child that receives a chocolate bar because they are crying. So it's a way to shut them up, no, to comfort them. So that's where the comforting eating can begin. So some people can even learn emotional eating from a young age. And it is very hard to unlearn and get rid of patterns and behaviors and habits that you have gotten used to with literally anything. I always talk about that with the eating disorders, with your way of thinking, anxiety, like all of that is very hard to unlearn your patterns of behavior and thoughts. So that also comes down to emotional eating. But once again, even though it is hard to rewire all of these thought patterns and behaviors, it is still possible. And so Remember that it is also possible to stop the emotional eating. So as emotional eating is done to suppress negative emotions, like the anger, the fear, the boredom, the sadness, the stress, or even loneliness, there are also a lot of life events that can trigger you into emotionally eating. So this could include work stress, relationship conflicts, financial stresses, health problems, or even fatigue. So not everyone is going to overly like binge eat and emotionally eat when they're in these stressful situations. Some people can even go down the path of not eating at all. But impulsive or binge eating can occur a lot in these scenarios because you're in a distressful situation and it's convenient and a distraction almost to consume all of this food, even if it's not enjoyable. I mean, food tastes great, yes, but most of the time if you're binge eating, it's to distract yourself from something else or to relieve any other feelings or problems that you may be having. And then if you keep going to food every time you're feeling stressed or in one of these emotions from one of these triggers, it then becomes a habit and you'll start automatically going to food whenever you're feeling some sort of emotion or you're trying to distract yourself from something else. And using food as a distraction is a huge part of it as well. Like, for example... When I was always feeling shit about myself, I would overconsume and just focus on all of this eating and then 
feeling shit about eating all of that food. But I most definitely got into the habit of overeating or just going to food as a source of distraction. And in saying that, even if you, when you go to food as your way of distracting yourself from feeling what is bringing you down, you end up kind of getting the same result anyways. After you finish binge eating or just overeating or eating emotionally, you end up just getting that guilty feeling back anyway. And then it becomes a cycle of feeling shit and then going to food and then feeling shit again and then repeat, 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 repeat. So what is the difference between physical hunger and emotional hunger? Keep this in mind before you're about to eat, especially if you are concerned that you are an emotional eater. I mean, technically we are all to some extent, like sometimes there's a dessert after you're full and you're like, okay, yep, I'll have a little bite. But most of the time we should control and hopefully save that room for that dessert in how much we've eaten prior. So portion control. Also, I have a whole episode based on how I stopped my binge eating. And so that whole episode is things based on what I did that personally helped me really overcome the binge eating. So definitely check that out as well. It helped me a lot. Anyways, so physical hunger comes gradually and can be postponed, meaning that you're not just going to suddenly feel this desperate rage of hunger and immediately need to run and stuff yourself with food because you were just dying and will not survive for another minute without some food. So generally when you're just physically hungry, you will start to gradually feel it and when the tummy starts rumbling, you have probably felt that bit of hunger upcoming. Otherwise the tummy grumble is your reference that you're getting hungry or that you are hungry. Speaking of, my tummy is rumbling right now. Which means an upcoming TikTok video on my eating with Ali because I will be definitely eating after this. And another sign of physical hunger is being satisfied with any type of food. So we'll go into this in a second when we go to the emotional eating, but it doesn't necessarily have to be junk food. I mean, we all have our cravings for food that we would rather have, but we're not going to go to absolute extreme lengths to get that specific food and in most cases junk food and another sign of physical hunger is being able to stop eating when you are actually full and physical hunger does not cause feelings of guilt so on the other side emotional hunger is when you are eating for the emotions behind it so what we were talking about just before like you have some sort of feeling of stress or wanting to distract yourself from something that's what I mean when I say eating for the emotions. Emotional hunger will normally happen very suddenly or like it feels like an urgent thing that you need to do. You will have specific cravings, most likely for junk food. But once again, we all get our cravings. Whatever I'm craving, I like try to eat, but I'm not going to like sell a kidney to get it, if you know what I mean. Another sign of emotional hunger is eating more than you normally would and can, or I'd say most likely will, cause feelings of guilt afterwards. Before you eat every meal, I want you to start asking yourself the following questions. The first and most important one is to ask yourself, am I being triggered to eat because of an emotion that I am feeling? By the way, write all these down and literally have them on your phone notes, have them on a piece of paper, have it somewhere that you can see and locate every time you're about to eat. Form the habit to ask yourself these questions. 
So another question to ask yourself is, am I feeling stressed? Am I feeling anxious? Am I feeling worried? Am I feeling angry? What am I feeling right now? So you can then reflect on what you were actually feeling and then think about if this is triggering you to eat. Then ask yourself, has something recently happened that is leading me to food? So reflect on your day. Maybe you had a hard day at work. Maybe you had a stressful fight with someone. Is there something that is leading you to go and eat besides being actually hungry? So you're pretty much asking yourself, is there a recent event that has happened that you are struggling to deal with and face? Another question to ask is whether or not this is a regular time period that you normally eat and whether you usually eat this frequently. Remember this point for when we're talking about having a food journal. This is what I'll be getting into. And ask yourself, am I actually feeling hungry right now? So if you are uncertain, I've talked about all of this in the Stopping Binge Eating episode, but if you're feeling uncertain, a good thing to do would be to set a timer for maybe half an hour, see if you're still feeling quote-unquote hungry after that. And in the meantime, a really good thing to do is drink a lot of water and also do something that actually makes you happy or can distract yourself in a different way. So for example, this would include going for a walk, playing a board game with your friends, or reading a book, something like that. Another type of distraction. Then when the timer goes off, if you are still feeling hungry, then eat a nice snack. Otherwise, if you've come and reached the end of that timer and you've realized that you're not even hungry, then there you go. There's a great way for you to practice mindful eating and being actually able to determine if it was hunger or if if you were about to go into an emotional eating cycle. Another question to ask yourself is, is this hunger coming on quickly or gradually? Because as we've just discussed, emotional hunger tends to come very suddenly and feels like you need to have it now, very urgent. Otherwise, physical hunger is not as urgent or as sudden and it's usually been a while since you've last eaten and your tummy is starting to go. Another question to ask yourself is whether or not what you want to eat is a very specific food because emotional hunger tends to target very junk food keep in mind though i will crave ramen almost every day of my life but i try to obviously eat it i love ramen i absolutely j'adore ramen i cannot express that enough if i could live off ramen i would but you know nutrition so i'm always 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 craving ramen but i will only have it Every so often. I mean, to be honest, pretty frequently, but I make sure to have my other nutritional yummy meals throughout. And honestly, ramen isn't that bad because, I mean, I add the chicken katsu one, so it's like got some protein and then I have a side salad. So it's a balanced meal, but it's fine to crave foods that you just genuinely enjoy. I'm talking more in the moment when you're suddenly just desperate to eat and you're like, oh my gosh, I could do with the most friedest triple fried southern fried chicken now with a side of fried as fuck chips do you know what i mean so it's not like you just always want this yummy food fair enough so do i but it's like you're in this moment you're feeling stressed or whatever and then you're like yep i want that triple cheeseburger fried chicken yep another question to ask yourself is whether or not you are mindfully eating When you're not mindfully eating, you're usually not paying attention to what's in front of you. Like you're not being as much present. So a great example of this would be watching TV whilst you were eating. 
Honestly, I watch movies when I eat. There's always some sort of good movie to watch or TV show to catch up on. But it becomes more of a problem when you've said that you're going to eat this much amount of food, but then you end up eating like triple the amount because you're focused on something else, like watching the TV. So that's when it becomes more of a problem. I avoid this by pre-portioning my meals. So I'll cook it, I'll put it in my cute little bowls, and then I'll go watch my show. So even if I wanted to overeat, it's not really that possible because there's nothing else in front of me. So I'd have to get my lazy ass up and go get more. But then by the time that I'm back more in the present, I'll remind myself that I'm not doing that because I've eaten my meal and that's that for now. Then ask yourself, am I feeling any sort of guilt? Especially before you're eating because that will obviously help catch you out before you start to eat. But also, if you are feeling guilt after the meal, you can start to pick up, if you are consciously making this effort, you can start to pick up on the patterns and the emotions that you were feeling after you eat. Maybe this specific type of food, or maybe that big amount of portion. Because normally when we're overeating, especially if it's begun because we're feeling stressed or anxious or just trying to avoid something, feelings of guilt and shame and regret tend to follow that. And if you start making that conscious effort to pick up on how you're feeling before, you'll actually start to realize that you were already feeling that guilt and that shame and that soon-to-be regret before you've actually eaten. So make that conscious effort. And it might not be that easy at first, but if you keep asking yourself all of these questions and start to pick up on your thought patterns and your emotional behaviors, You will be able to realize that you actually do feel this guilt and this shame before. So that is a big and a great indicator to you to maybe not eat that meal right now. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. And the last question that I want you to ask yourself is, is my stomach growling or is my head growling? 
So emotional hunger begins when you are thinking about certain foods and then you start to crave it. Whereas physical hunger comes from your tummy going grumble, grumble, grumble. So ask yourself, have I been thinking about some sort of food? Am I feeling some certain type of way? And is this leading to my head telling me that I'm hungry and that my stomach is growling? Or is your tummy just generally grumbling and you're hungry? So keep asking yourself these questions and the easier it will become to be more conscious about whether or not you are about to emotionally eat or not. And just for you, I'm going to summarize all of those questions that you have to ask yourself before you eat. So get out that piece of paper if you haven't already. Get out your phone notes and write this down. There's 11 questions to ask yourself before you eat to figure out if you're emotionally eating or not. Okay, so... Question number one is to ask yourself, am I being triggered to eat because of an emotion that I'm feeling? Question number two is, what am I feeling right now? Am I feeling stressed, anxious, worried? And is this triggering me to eat? Question number three is, has there been some sort of recent event that I'm struggling to deal with? And is this triggering me to eat? Question number four, is this a usual time that I eat? Question number five is, am I eating more than I usually do? So if you're asking yourself this question before you eat, reflect on what you have eaten today. Obviously, if you are hungry and actually physically hungry, then don't starve and torture yourself. Eat the food. But if you aren't sure whether or not you are emotionally eating, then just have a bit of a reflection and see whether or not what you have eaten prior to this meal that you're wanting to have is a normal amount or maybe you had less because in that case most likely you are hungry question number six is am i actually feeling hungry right now and if you are uncertain that's when you set that half an hour timer and do other things during this time question number seven is has this hunger come on suddenly question eight is am i craving a specific type of food and then you can even Niche it even further and determine if you are craving junk foods. Question number nine is, am I mindfully eating? This is whether or not you are distracting yourself with a TV, for example. Question number 10 is, am I feeling guilty before I am eating and after? Like figure out your patterns of behavior and your emotions when you are eating this specific type of food or the amount of the food that you were eating. And question number 11 is, is my stomach grumbling or is my head grumbling? Sound good? Okay. Write all of that down. If it's that much of a to-do, voice memo it. You don't even have to write anything. You don't have to move your fingers. Just, Just write it down. It will be very helpful. So I want you to start acknowledging what has gone on during the day and prior to this meal that you are wanting to have. Did something stressful happen? Am I feeling worried about something? Did I see something that was triggering? Like, for example, a TV show that referenced eating disorders or big overconsumed meals. Is there something that is triggering me to go and eat this meal? Am I even hungry? So we now know that emotional eating is normally caused due to some sort of worry, whether it's financial, work, relationship, health issues some sort of struggle, like an underlying cause that is leading to going to food as a getaway, as an escape, as a distraction. 
But why food? Why do we go to food as our source of escape? A big part of it has to do because when we're feeling all of these negative emotions, we feel empty and feeling a sense of numbness, disconnection from other people or ourselves. So then we go to food because food is considered a way to fill that emotional void. It feels like a temporary wholeness or something that we can control and something to literally fill our time with and distract ourselves. But besides this, other reasons that can cause emotional eating include isolating yourself from other people like your social supports during your time of need. So instead you go to food, maybe because you're not willing to talk about the situation, maybe you're not ready or you're avoiding You're not feeling motivated to engage in activities that actually help you in a healthy way to relieve the stress or worry or anxiety or whatever negative feeling that you are feeling. So an example of this ties into what we were talking about before, about going for a walk or reading a book, etc. Another reason includes not understanding the difference between physical and emotional hunger. So... So you're in an autopilot mode where you just immediately choose to go to food rather than face your emotions or figure out why it is that you want to eat. Another reason is because you have low self-worth or self-love and you're giving yourself a negative talk. So you go to food and you're just increasing and you're almost looking for confirmation bias that you are right about yourself in the negative way, you know, that you are big, that you are you have no control, that you, you're, you're scum because all you can eat is bad food and you overeat the amount, which just means that you're shit and which means you need to vomit, which means that you, you're, you're an asshole. I don't know. But you're just putting yourself down constantly and you're looking for that confirmation bias in the food that you're setting yourself in this whole trap that doesn't need to be there and it's just making you feel shit all around. Another reason as to why you are emotionally eating is because of the change of cortisol levels, which is in response to your stress, which then leads to cravings, which then leads you to eating. I hope you're excited for how to stop the emotional eating because that is coming up. And newsflash, we have a sneaky sneak peek at one of the reasons. Meditation, get rid of that stress. So now we're going to go over different ways to help you stop the emotional eating. So our first tip is to find other ways to deal with your stress. I would relate a lot of this to my self-loving tips again, but specifically I'll mention journaling. Journaling was a big and very helpful way that I have and still de-escalate my thoughts and relieve my stress. So journal how you were feeling. So say what happened, say how it made you feel, say what you did that you were proud of yourself for doing. So maybe like, you walked out of the room and said, I just need some space rather than getting angry at someone. And then also say what you can improve on. So maybe you were like, fuck you, I'm going to go and walk out and like deal with this stress. So you still kind of had a bit of an outburst. So that would be something that you can improve on. Instead, next time you can be like, I need some space, please. Like, let me go. Or say you were having this conflict and instead of dealing with how you were feeling, you went and you ate all of this food all of this junk food like when you stormed off you went and got maccas or something like that so that would be something that I would journal and talk about about what happened how it made me feel what I did afterwards and then what I can improve on 
So that's what you have to journal. This is a very big and very helpful stress reliever. Otherwise, I will always say meditation, but that is going to be a separate point that I'm going to discuss shortly just because I want you to meditate. Please meditate. Anyways, go read that book. Go walk. Go for a walk. Go into the spa or a sauna. Sauna is a big stress reliever as well that I need to implement into my daily life, at least weekly. Seriously, or even go take a bath. Just do something that you know personally relaxes you. That's not eating, okay? And you may even have to experiment with a bunch of these different activities or the self-loving tips. Seriously, it's all about making that conscious effort. And the more you do it and the more you try to figure out what is working for you, then your stress relievers will more automatically come into your head when you're feeling these certain ways. And you'll go straight to it on your own. Tip number two is to move your body. Go get that exercise. Go for that walk. That's another stress reliever. But also just move your body. Have you ever been in a very like anxious or uneasy state? And you've just gone for a walk. You've gotten fresh air. You've moved your body. You get in that goddamn good fresh air. Seriously, if you haven't done that, please go do it. Because even a little walk just really refreshes you and... Is also getting some exercise in at the same time. So what, what can you lose? It's a win-win scenario. Otherwise, if you love going to the gym, go, go to the gym. Just move your body. That's tip number two. Oh, and another really good one would be to go and do some yoga. Or you can be like me and attempt Muay Thai. I mean, I don't do it for this reason, but if it helps you, you can then take out your stress on your boxing ring. No, it's not a, your boxing bag. Preferably not on your partner. You're padded up anyways, and obviously your intent is not to hurt someone, okay? But besides that, I'd honestly recommend yoga as well because, not that I do it that much, but I do know that yoga has been researched to be a very useful tool to diffuse your emotional states and your anxiety and stuff like that. Tip number three is, of course, meditation. Go meditate now. There are so many studies that have been done that show just how powerful meditation can be on your brain and how it thickens your prefrontal cortex. So it increases your awareness and your decision-making and your concentration. Meditation increases your hippocampus, which means increased levels of introspection, increased levels of compassion, better emotional regulation, and better memory retention. By the way, I'm relating this off Chantelle Hyde's beautiful meditation playlist. So thank you, love you for that. And meditation also shrinks your amygdala. And this means you have lower levels of fear and anxiety, you have reduced stress levels, and you are less reactive. If that isn't enough to convince you, like, there are so many other good things about it, I am sure I will do a whole episode on meditation sometime just to really get it in your brain. But for now, just keep that in mind. It is so, 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 so useful. And if you want my meditation playlist again, which is Chantal's, then go to my Discord page, which is in the description below of the podcast. Oh, and just a heads up, I'm thinking about making a Facebook group just because I feel like it's more accessible for other people and there will be better features for me to be able to communicate with everyone and everyone to communicate with each other. So I'll be able to do like polls for like future episodes and questions and have everyone talk and bond and make the Eat With Ali family that we are. Uh, But instead of me saying that I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it right now because here we get shit done, don't we? Okay, give me one second. I'll be back. 
All right, that definitely took more than a second, but it is done. Woohoo! It is Eat with Ali. I will link it in the show notes below as well on this podcast. And get excited! So there's a few questions that you'll have to answer to be accepted into the group. This is going to be a place where everyone can talk about struggles that they are going through and we can lift each other up and tell each other that we can get and that we're strong and we are capable of recovery. We are going to motivate each other. We are going to support each other. And this is a safe place that we can all come to feel heard and understood. Okay? We're going to use this space to allow people to share how they are feeling and what they are struggling with so that we can all come together and support and encourage each other. All right? This is a place of love and empowerment and inspiration that we can heal. So whether or not you are sharing your recovery story... Or maybe you're even sharing the current struggles that you are facing with your eating disorder. This is a place that you can come to to feel supported, okay? So absolutely no bullying will be accepted. Not that I think there will be any of that because you were listening to this podcast and you are obviously here for the right reasons. So love you all. And can I just say that I tried to copy and paste the meditation playlist from the discord page and it was impossible because the app is so slow so once again that just reconfirms why i'm making the facebook group so join it's 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 so easy to find you can just type eat with ali i already tested it but yeah i'm so excited to see you there soon and i'm so excited for all of us to feel safe somewhere to talk about how we are feeling especially if at the moment you don't feel like there is someone that you can talk to about it you now have a place. You now have a place to come. How exciting. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. If you can't tell by the amount of times that I said I'm excited. Ah, Okay, anyways, back to the episode. So the next tip is to self-reflect on the reasons as to why you go to emotionally eat. So ask yourself, it comes back to a lot of the questions that we just discussed before, but think about it. Are you feeling stressed and you're coming to food? What type of emotions are you feeling? Do you feel that coming to eat is your like comfort zone? Does it make you feel calmer? Does it make you feel less alone? What is it that is driving you to go and eat when you're feeling a certain way? So you're not just looking at the emotions that you feel, but why it is that you then go to food. And if that's hard to think about or realize at first, that's okay. This is something that you can keep coming back to and reflecting on as you've made more of a conscious effort to realize why it is you do the things that you do. So for example, mine would definitely have been, I felt safe when I ate in terms of, I got a distraction from how I was feeling in my mind, always anxious and unhappy and just feeling shit. So when I would eat, it was kind of like a temporary distraction. I felt like I was escaping my reality by just focusing on something else. So that would be one of mine. So have a think about it. And once you can acknowledge why it is you do the things that you do, you are more aware of what is leading you up to going to emotionally eat. And you can cut yourself out even earlier than it begins to happen. So the next tip is to know your triggers. So this is more about what leads you to going to the emotional eating. So this combines kind of with the last one, as in you will have to reflect on both of them. And you'll also be able to catch yourself out before you go and emotionally eat once you keep working on it and reflecting and being conscious about the efforts. But rather than figuring out how it makes you feel when you eat, 
you are figuring out why it is that you have gone to the emotionally eating. Yes, this comes down to you were feeling stressed and anxious before, but try to figure out a pattern more specifically in what caused those stressful and anxious feelings. So maybe you were looking at yourself in the mirror in a negative way and just putting yourself down. Maybe you checked the scale or maybe you were thinking about specific type of foods or you were having a conversation about food. Like try and figure out if there are any patterns in what makes you feel those stressful and anxious feelings. Find those triggers. The next tip is to distract yourself. In a good way, of course. So good distractions that have nothing to do with food. So these are the things that you will do when you set that timer to figure out if you're actually hungry. You know, so this includes the walks, going outside, just literally going outside is even good. You feel that wind, you feel the rain if it's raining. You feel the snow if you have snow in your country, which is incredible. I wish I saw snow more frequently. I think we have like a snowy mountains, but we definitely don't have a white Christmas. So would love to see that one day. Anyways, you can also, you know, listen to songs. You can go for a dance. Go go to a karaoke bar. Go do that in the meantime. You can call somebody to talk to, one of your close friends, a family member. Go read your book. Go Muay Thai, go yoga. All of these things. Go find something to distract yourself in a healthy way. And the more you experiment with all of these different things and you find a variety of distractions that helps you, the more you will be able to go and seek these out rather than going to eat. Keep putting in practice and keep putting in that effort to change how you feel and what you do. The next tip is going to... Oh, actually, I'm going to say it first. It is to be prepared. So... This links in with finding the triggers and finding out why it is that you felt the way you felt and what it is that you were seeking out of eating. You know, like maybe you're feeling calm or you want that escape from reality. So what I mean by being prepared is you want to reflect on all of this and then create a plan for you. You can write it down somewhere, but create a plan that you can reflect on just when you're about to go and eat. So first of all, the questions that we talked about earlier in this episode, that can count as your plan. But to also have like an if and when scenario. So, for example, if I'm feeling anxious about what happened at work today, instead of going and eating food, I will go for a walk or I will go and do a yoga session. Another example could be if I am bored and I'm going to go and eat as a result of this, I will instead go and have a sauna session or I will go and listen to my favorite music or I will go and have a fun karaoke session. Or if I'm feeling anxious and overwhelmed from today and I want to feel calm and relaxed, instead of going and eating, I will go take a a bubble bath. I will go watch a movie with a friend. Have a plan ready for yourself to be ready and be prepared. Be prepared yourself for all of these scenarios. So you're going to look at all of those feelings. You're going to find your triggers. You're going to find the emotions that you are either feeling or you want to seek. So I mean like feeling anxious and you want to seek and feel calmness instead and create a plan for yourself so you know exactly what to do when those feelings come and have multiple options in case you feel like one isn't working at the time. Okay, but also keep in mind that 
maybe your options won't work the first few times that you try. You have to keep putting in that practice and that consistency, okay? The more you practice it, the easier it will become. It's not going to be just a click of the fingers and everything is better or everything has changed. And hey, honestly, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. It will be even more rewarding to you that you put in that consistent hard work and effort to change your life and to better yourself. And then you get to look back one day and think, yeah, I fucking did that. I did that. And I, it wasn't easy, but I kept on going. I pushed through all of those tough times that I found it difficult and challenging, but I kept on going because I believed in myself. And if you don't believe in yourself yet, what am I going to say? Yeah, that's right. Listen to the self-loving episodes. Thank you. The next tip I have is to start a food journal. So what I mean by this is to remind yourself of what you have eaten today. So when you were feeling like you want to emotionally eat, rather than just going, yep, I've convinced myself I'm hungry because I'm thinking of blah, blah, blah. I'm going to have a look back and figure out, am I eating as much as I normally do? Or am I feeling some certain type of way that now I want to eat instead? So you can get a diary specifically for your food, or you can use your phone notes if it's easier for you and just record what you have eaten today. So then sometimes you can, I mean, I certainly sometimes do, you just forget what you have eaten today. So if you write it all down, you can come back to this before you eat and have a reminder of everything you've had today. And even that may help you just realize, oh, okay, I've actually eaten today. I'm just fucking bored. We are using this list specifically to remind ourselves that maybe we are about to emotionally eat. And as a bonus thing that it will actually show you is if you had an off day where you ended up feeling emotionally driven to eat, then you can have a look at what you ate that day and maybe you'll realize that it was burgers and that triple cheese burger chicken fry thing that we were talking about, or at least that I was yapping on about. <laughs> um, you can have a look and realize that maybe you were constantly eating that meal on these days that you felt emotionally triggered and felt guilty about what you ate. So you can actually use that to reflect back and realize that, oh my gosh, it's the, it's that stupid triple cheese chicken burger. And then there you go. Booyah. You've identified a booyah. I've never said that before. Oh, Ali. You can then use this list to find your triggers out as well. It's a, a double whammy. The next tip is to get rid of the shitty food that you know trigger you and make you feel guilty and shameful. So I don't own in my place anything that I know that I would overconsume because it's just too damn delicious, like the junk foods. So I don't have any chocolate bars. I don't have any of that shit. Not because I don't like it. I certainly do. But if I have it in sight, when you're bored, you're just going to go, oh, I forgot. I have that freaking 10 load pound of chip packets that I have in the, the pantry. So get rid of them. Get them out of your sight because if it's easy to reach, then it's going to be easy to consume. Otherwise, you have to get off your lazy ass and go down to the supermarket and go get it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 
Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Overfor mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider træt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lytte til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel. 
have omega-3 fatty acids, which also may help you sleep. Other healthy mind snacks include dark chocolate. Uh, Keep in mind that it has to have at least 72% cocoa. Whole grains, legumes, nuts, fruits, and vegetables. These are all great mind healthy foods. But of course, everything is to be had in moderation and a controlled portion. The next tip is to get support. So be around people that will lift you up, be able to distract you in a healthy way and encourage you and remind you as to why you were avoiding emotional eating. So whether or not they're your accountability partner or you've just reached out to them and explained how you were feeling, try to get that support. And you also got this new Facebook community group, is it? Literally, if you were just having an off moment where you need that support, just say, hi, hi, how are you? I'm about to emotionally eat and I need some support. And we'll all be like, yes, yes, stop. You don't have to do that. You rock. You don't need the food. You you got yourself and all of us. And and then you'll be so uplifted and motivated and happy that you'll be like, oh, I love support. And then you also want to be that support for other people. Support and be supported. The next tip is to not skip meals. So I talk about this more in the binge eating podcast episode. But when you skip meals, you end up starving yourself. So when it comes to your meal, you're even hungrier. And then you're just going to be like eating so fast and over consuming because you've been hungry for so long. Fair enough. But you can avoid this by eating when you're hungry. You can have smaller meals, but eat when you're hungry so that when it comes to it, you're not absolutely starving. That when you come to eat, you're just mindlessly eating and trying to fill up that belly that is saying, fuck you for not feeding me earlier. You can avoid that, you know. Because otherwise you'll go into starvation mode and just overeat and you won't be as concerned about how much you were eating, but more focused on filling that starvation, which you can avoid. The next tip is to have healthy snacks around the house. So hopefully by this point, or maybe not right now because you're listening to this episode, but as soon as you have the second, you're going to go and get rid of all of those unhealthy snacks and you're going to replace them with more healthy food and healthy snacks so that if you do feel that urge to eat in between your meals, you can fall into something healthy. Now, first of all, like I'll say what I have. I have watermelon. I love watermelon. So yummy, so delicious. And fruit is one of those good things for us. You can also have like nuts. I even sometimes just eat vegetables. Like I heat up some frozen vegetables and then I put some salt and pepper on it and I eat it. Or if I'm feeling really fancy, I will add some like, what do I put in it? Some soy sauce, a bit of chili powder, and garlic powder. And don't knock it till you try it. It's really yummy. I'll put it on my Eating With Ali TikTok account at some point next time I eat it. And even last night, I cut up a banana. I put on the really delicious, healthy uh, peanut butter. It is called Maver's Peanut Butter. The crunchy version is always the best. Crunchy peanut butter all the way. Anyways, I just cut up the banana and I put some Maver's Peanut Butter on the top. And then I ate it. Yum. So delicious. So get those good snacks in your house and eat it. Eat it. Obviously, only when you're hungry, okay? Don't just eat snacks for the heck of it. And for our last tip, it is to learn from your setbacks. And remember that they are only temporary setbacks. So don't put yourself down. Learn from what has happened. Use that food journal to figure out maybe what it was that triggered you. Figure out what emotions triggered you, what events triggered you. Figure out your triggers and then learn from it. 
Use your journal, write down how you felt and what you are proud of yourself for doing and then what you can improve on and do better next time. And then use all of this information that you now have and use it to better your next day. Forgive yourself for whatever happened this day. Accept how you feel. Acknowledge how you feel. And then do better. You can do better. You got all the resources in front of you. As in like figuring out your triggers, the journals, yada yada. And then use that to do better next time. And you can. And even if there are some days where you feel like you didn't do as good as you could have, that is okay. That is okay. Just keep working on it. The more effort you put into it, the better you will be. Practice and effort will get you to your goal. Okay. So I will summarize all of those tips on how to stop emotionally eating. So get that piece of paper again or your phone notes and listen up. So number one is to find your stress relievers. Number two is to move your body. Oh, and by the way, you can always just come back to this episode to reflect on the specifics, but also write this down. Anyways, back to it. Number three is to meditate. Number four is to self-reflect on your pull and your like your drive to eating. In other words, what is sending you to go and eat this food emotionally? Number five is to find your triggers. Number six is to healthily distract yourself. Number seven is to be prepared. This is the ifs slash when and like what to do. Uh, Number eight is to start your food journal. Number nine is to be rid the temptation with unhealthy snacks and foods by getting rid of it. Number 10 is pre-portion your meals. Number 11 is to ask yourself the hunger questions that we talked about at the beginning of the episode. Number 12 is if you are hungry and you're feeling stressed and in order to not eat the bad food and make yourself feel even worse, to eat the stress fighter foods. Number 13 is to have support and find support. Get that support. Support, pretty much. Number 14 is to not skip meals. Number 15 is to eat healthy snacks. And number 16 is to learn from your setbacks. Learn and not put yourself down. All right, I'll be watching you. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to another episode. I hope to see you all on our Facebook group, Eat With Ali, linked below in the podcast show notes. Not going to be hard to find, so no excuses. All right, it's going to be a supportive community where we all support, empower, encourage, and congratulate each other. Okay? So I will be seeing you there. And a warm and happy welcome to the new listeners from around the world. This time, Belize. Hello. Hi. Welcome. Hope to see you on that group chat. Facebook. Love you all. Thank you for coming back to another episode. Can't wait to speak to you soon. It is the big time of the day, our favorite part of the day. Once again, not when Ali stops the yapping, but when we get to say our big catchphrase, big line. So what time is it? It is time to eat with Ali.